Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Is Damascus just a mouse click away from annihilation? We know that the scriptures speak of this happening in the very last days, and we do see this country being threatened on every side. Pastor J.D. continues to analyze various news sources to see just how close we are to actually seeing this happen. Look up, friends. Jesus is coming soon. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on April 22nd, 2018. For today's Prophecy Update, I want to share with you something that the Lord has really been impressing upon my heart as of late. Actually, as recently as just this last week, the Lord has been speaking to me about how we as believers in and followers of Jesus Christ have overstayed our welcome in this world. Not that we were ever (laughs) welcome in this world, uh, which is not our home, but uh, truly it seems that in the sense that the world today is growing more and more hostile towards Christians, towards Christianity. That's what I want to talk about today. But I want to say, and dare I say, that this is a good thing. It's a good thing because it can bring about a much-needed disenchantment with this world and the things of this world. For some, it's way past that point. And you've already (laughs) lost your lives in this world. And the Lord, for you, cannot come soon enough. Yet for others, it's business as usual as we race to the end. And those who do, do so to their own peril by virtue of this increasing hostility towards both Jews and Christians, which, by the way, is a sign that the Lord's return is at the door. One need look no further than to this increasing hostility towards Christians in America, we still have it very good. But with it, also what's taking place in the Middle East, specifically concerning Israel. I know we talk about this every week, and I'm not going to 
necessarily go into a lot of detail this week, but we are witnessing, and you see those three prophecies there on the screen, but we are witnessing specific prophecies in the Bible beginning to come to pass, not only on a weekly basis, but sometimes it's even on a daily basis, and it's hard to keep up with. Certainly, with each passing week, the prophetic developments are taking place at breakneck speed, specifically related to what's taking place now in Syria, with Russia and Iran, and with the goalposts being in Jerusalem. I know I say this, and but I have to say this, and I I know that whenever I do say this, I always run the risk of sounding sensational, but I truly believe with all my heart that it's only a matter of time before all-out war. Maybe if I could say it this way, we're a mouse click away, for lack of a better way of saying it. That, that's how close we are, particularly to this specific prophecy in Isaiah 17, verse 1, where we're told that Damascus, Syria, will become a ruinous heap. It will be destroyed so much so that it will be uninhabitable. And I truly believe that we are on the cusp of seeing that prophecy being fulfilled. Now, the big question is, and I'm asked this often, Uh, do you think Isaiah 17 is going to happen before the rapture or after the rapture? We don't know. We don't know. But here's what we do know. When it does happen, it will swiftly set in motion a chain of prophetic events. It's important to understand that everything we see happening in the world today, especially here in our beloved U.S. of A, was foretold in the Bible. It's thought that over one-third of the Bible is prophecy. Think about that. Let that sink in. In Matthew chapter 24, Jesus is asked by the disciples about what will be the signs of your soon return, and of the end of the age. And Jesus answers them by telling them that there's going to be wars and threats of wars. Uh, Some of our translations render it rumors of wars. Uh, It carries with it the idea of threats of wars, and that they will escalate as nation rises against nation. And he likens them to birth pains, which come in greater intensity and with greater frequency. So there's going to be these wars that will be escalating, particularly and specifically in the Middle East, and with them there will also be the war escalating on God's people and God's Word. On Friday, CBN published a report about how a bill, did you hear about this? about how a bill is one step closer to law and could ultimately lead to the state of California banning Bibles. 
If you'll kindly allow me to, I'll quote from the report briefly. A pro-LGBTQ bill is quickly making its way through the California State Assembly after it was approved on the floor Thursday. The bill now goes to the State Senate for a vote. If passed, Assembly Bill 2943 could ultimately threaten free speech and freedom of religion for Christians. It uses the state's consumer fraud statute to restrict religious freedom and free speech when it comes to issues of homosexuality and gender identity. This means the bill would make it illegal to distribute resources, sell books, offer counseling services, or direct someone to a biblically-based model for getting help with gender confusion and homosexuality. Essentially, churches and Christian schools that share biblical teaching on the subject would be open to a lawsuit. The bill also seeks to ban biblically-based counseling for those wanting to get help. Also on Friday, CNS News published a report about how GQ is condemning the Holy Bible. In an article by the editors of GQ, the men's magazine, blasts the Holy Bible, declares it a book you don't have to read, and suggests an alternative. GQ's review of the Holy Bible begins with a snarky slight of Christians. The Holy Bible is rated very highly by all the people who supposedly live by it, but who in actuality have not read it. Those who have read it know there are some good parts, but overall it is certainly not the finest thing that man has ever produced. The problem is man didn't produce it. As for the content of the holy book, GQ's contempt is summed up by this one sentence, quote, It is repetitive, this is the Bible, self-contradictory, Sententious, meaning judgmental, foolish, if you can imagine, and even at times ill-intentioned. It gets worse. This was all on Friday, the day before on Thursday. Jews News, interesting, published a very interesting and, might I add, very well-written article titled, New Yorker to Christians. We don't want your kind around here. (laughs) In it, the writer cites a New Yorker article written by Dan Pippenbring, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, who writes that the Chick-fil-A brand's arrival here, speaking of New York, feels like an infiltration. In no small part because of its pervasive Christian traditionalism. Oh no, say it isn't so. You'll forgive my cynicism. It's a sanctified cynicism. That's my story, and I'm sticking with it. So, Its headquarters, speaking of Chick-fil-A, in Atlanta, is adorned with Bible verses and a statue of Jesus washing a disciple's feet. It must surprise the Christians of New York, of which there, there are many, by the way, thankfully, that they are infiltrators in their own community? 
But in Pipe and Bring's world, any outsiders must be shunned. He further claims its commercial evangelical messaging are inflected with suburban piety. Elsewhere, he's scandalized by the fact that the restaurant's corporate purpose still begins with the words, wait for it, to glorify God. Wow. And that proselytism thrums below the surface of the Fulton Street restaurant, which has the homespun ambience of a megachurch. Contempt drips from every word of these sentences. It's merely Pipe and Bring's bleeding admission that he cannot handle anything reminiscent of the great bugbear of our time. You know what it is? American evangelicalism. Tell me if you agree with this. Uh, Christians are in the way. You know what I mean by that, right? We're in the way, and that's a good thing. Oh, they can do what they're going to do after we're gone, but while we're here, We're the salt that preserves and the light that exposes darkness. Aren't we to be the salt and light? Salt is what's keeping the rottenness away. And once we're out of the way, you can have all the rotten you want. And oh, by the way, it's only going to last for seven years. So bon appetit. Again, you'll forgive my sanctified cynicism. (laughs) Oh, but seriously though, actually, I was musing over this. I was thinking about something that happened on Friday night that really hit me, and I just, um, obviously without going into any detail, I just just thought, wow, Lord, that was interesting. (laughs) I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that that happened. This is a fallen world, and this world's not my final destination. So where do I get off on trying to make sure that there's justice and fairness and honesty and integrity? You know, sometimes as a pastor, you don't get out much. (laughs) You kind of live in this world, unlike those who are not pastors, you're out there on the front lines. And I remember before I entered the pastorate, when I was uh, in the business world, and I could reach people that as a pastor I can't, I can't reach. You know, you have some, in some ways better opportunities than I do as a pastor out there in the workplace. But sometimes, you know, you know how it is when, when you're honest, you just sort of by default think other people are going to be honest? And again, you can flip that around the other way. Uh, someone who's a pathological liar sees everybody else as a liar, right? You know how that works? So 
You know, when you're, when you're walking in integrity and then you see something happen or something happens to you, worse yet, and you're on the receiving end of just, I mean, wholesale dishonesty. I mean, blatant dishonesty. It kind of shakes you a little bit. But it's a good thing. Because it also wakes you a little bit. What do you expect? What do you expect? As I mentioned at the beginning, the reason I believe this is a good thing is because this world is not our home. And we shouldn't be surprised that we're hated by the world. That's, that's a good thing, by the way. Again, boy, James uh, is um, uh, quite pronounced today in my mind, in my heart, but James very bluntly says, hey, if you're too friendly with the world, you're at enmity with God. He, he calls them spiritual adulterers. You adulterers! You're a friend with the world? You're not a friend of God. No, the world's going to hate you. If the world, beware when all men speak well of you. Hey, if the world loves you, listen, you know you're in trouble when the enemy sends you a gift card and a thank you card and your wife a bouquet of flowers. (laughs) You're in trouble. Listen to what Jesus said in John's Gospel, chapter 15, verses 18 through 25, I'll read. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world. But I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you? A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will also obey yours. They will treat you this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin, but now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my father as well. If I had not done among them the works no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. As it is, they have seen, and yet they have hated both me and my Father. But this is to fulfill what is written in their law. They hated me without reason. Indulge me just a little longer here, and forgive me, if you will, for this categorization, but... I would suggest that every single one of us fall into one of three categories. First, there are lukewarm Christians who are too friendly with and at home in this world, which is one of the reasons that they're really not interested in the next. And if that's you, here today, or watching online, then I would implore you to heed the words of the Savior to the church in Laodicea in the book of Revelation and open the door 
that Jesus is knocking on so He can come back into your life before it's too late. Second, there's a remnant of Christians who have had it with this world, present company included. Which is why we are longing, even groaning, and aching for the Lord's return. I want to encourage you with the encouragement that the Lord has encouraged me with. Jesus had John write to the church in Philadelphia in Revelation chapter 3, particularly verse 11. Listen to what he says. Jesus speaking. I'm coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. You know what crown he's referring to? He's referring to the crown that Paul writes about in his letter, his second letter to Timothy, chapter 4, verse 8. Listen to what he says. Now, he's at the end of his life and he knows it. He's finished well. He's run the race. And he says to Timothy, Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And listen, not only to me, but also to all who have longed for His appearing. Oh. Now, you might say, but pastor, I don't know how much longer I can hang on. Truth be made known, I'm hanging on by a thread. To which I would say, God, as only He can, by the Holy Spirit, will give you the strength you need to endure and persevere to the end. What's He going to do? He's brought you this far, and now He's going to abandon you? He's going to leave you? He's going to forsake you? That can't happen. He's with us always, even unto the ends of the earth. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. Hasn't God got you through everything you've gone through up to this point? And He's not going to, what, He's going to say, that's it. You're on your own. I did my part. No. Yeah, but pastor, I'm, I'm really going through a very, very difficult time, and I'm barely hanging on. I promise you, and I want to encourage you on the authority of God's Word to you, that He will give you everything you need to get through whatever it is that you're going through. Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready, because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday 
here on In Spirit and Truth. The goal for each Prophecy Update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the Creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's Prophecy Update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this Prophecy Update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s Prophecy Updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this Prophecy Update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.